0: Hello, I'm Aisha Khan and on today's update. The UAE announced 1,092 new cases of coronavirus, one death, and 670 recoveries. There were over 98,000 tests carried out. Globally, there have now been over 72.8 million cases. The UAE is bolstering efforts to combat money laundering and terrorist financing through the creation of a dedicated office to prevent such financial crimes, Sheikh Mohammed bin Rashid announced on Monday. The prime minister and ruler of Dubai said the UAE cabinet approved the establishment of an executive office within the Ministry of Foreign Affairs and International Cooperation to confront money laundering. He said the UAE's economy is a global economy and its legislation keeps pace with it. The cabinet also approved a council to coordinate federal and local financial policies. The UAE has strict laws to deal with money laundering and financial crimes and recently stepped up efforts to fight such crimes. Thieves broke into a woman's house in Ajman and took belongings ranging from Christmas decorations and wrapped gifts to half-used lotions. Becky Mason, a teacher, estimates the burglars took around 70,000 dirhams of her personal belongings in the raid. She left her house in Ajman's Al Yasmin area in the evening of the robbery at around 7.30pm. When she returned the following day around lunchtime, she discovered her house had been ransacked. Christmas presents, decorations, private and banking documents, and even half-used lotions and perfumes had been taken. Break-ins are rare across the UAE. This year, police in Dubai said a high-tech home security service alerting police to crimes, as they happen in the Emirate, helped slash burglary rates. Miss Mason said there had been no news from the investigation into the burglary of her home yet, but she feels confident in Ajman police's ability to solve the crime. A British court heard on Monday that R.F. Nakhvi, who founded the now-defunct Dubai private equity firm Abraj Group, would not receive a fair trial in the US. Mr Nakhvi is facing a string of fraud and money laundering accusations in the US after the collapse of Abraj. Liquidators estimate that the former chief executive, who denies any wrongdoing, defrauded a number of US-based investors, including the Bill & Melinda Gates Foundation, out of $385 million. But Mr. Nukve's lawyers are fighting his extradition to the US on the grounds that it breaches the European Convention on Human Rights. Michael Baldassare, a US defence attorney, testified on Monday that the Pakistani businessman would probably be denied bail despite assurances from the FBI and the Department of Justice that they would not oppose his conditional release. Mr. Nakhvi was arrested in the UK last year and could face up to 291 years in jail if convicted in the US. The U.S. government imposed sanctions on Turkey over the acquisition and testing of the S-400 Russian defense missile system, further straining relations between the two NATO members. The State Department announced the sanctions under the Countering America's Adversaries Through Sanctions Act, passed by Congress in 2017. It is designed to penalize any significant transactions with Russia. The estimated cost of the S-400 missile system is $2.5 billion. The EU also imposed narrow sanctions on Turkey on Friday over its energy exploration in the eastern Mediterranean amid growing tension with Greece and Cyprus, caused by Ankara's drilling and military presence off the coast of the disputed island. Now over to Cody Combs for what's trending.
1: Hello, Aisha. Trending this morning is the Electoral College. As all the electors across the United States gathered to certify Joe Biden as the next president, Although the process of electors gathering is merely a formality, it took on significantly more meaning, with U.S. President Donald Trump still refusing to concede. Also trending this morning, two Nigerian musicians, Omale and Thames, many on social media pushing to have them released from jail in Uganda, both, according to reports, were arrested for doing performances in front of crowds, a violation of COVID-19 rules, causing a risk to public health. And although it was only down for 45 minutes yesterday, Google is still trending, with many talking about the disruption that affected users of Gmail, Google Drive, and YouTube. Users received error messages when using the services. The outage, although brief, was particularly impactful with so many students using Google Classroom due to the pandemic. Google attributed the problem to something called an internal storage quota issue. That's a look at what's trending. Aisha?
0: That's it for today's update. For more audio content, head to the podcast section of thenationalnews.com.